Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 811 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. The past several weeks on Wednesdays, we have been focusing on interpreting current events through a biblical worldview. To establish a biblical worldview, it is important that you have the proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset and culture of the authors. In order to help us all to have a better understanding of God's Word, I would like to invest the next several weeks or months reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser, which he compiled into a book called, I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. Although we are technically still in winter as I am creating this podcast, there are signs of spring in the air with the daffodil sprouting and the birds making their nest in preparation of raising a new family for this year. Spring is always a time of renewal, a time of new beginnings. As we explore God's Word from a new perspective, that is the perspective of an Old Testament Israelite, allow it to be a time for growth in your spiritual life, a time of renewal. So our essay today is titled, The Ancient's Guide to the Galaxy. God chose a specific time, place, and culture to inspire people to to produce what we read in the Old Testament, the ancient Mediterranean and the ancient Near East of the 2nd and 1st millennial B.C. Understanding the worldview of this culture can lead to a more faithful understanding of the scripture on our part, especially when it comes to understanding how the Israelites viewed God and the universe. We first want to look at the Old Testament cosmology. Cosmology refers to the way that we understand the structure of the universe. The biblical writer's conception on how the heavens and earth were structured by God represents a particular cosmology. The Israelites' belief in a universe was common among ancient civilizations of the biblical world. It encompassed three parts, the heavenly realm, the earthly realm for humans, and the underworld for the dead. These three tiers are reflected in the Ten Commandments. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 4, You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything under the heavens or on the earth or in the sea, or it might be interpreted or below. So now let's look at what they thought about the heavens. We find an Israelite understanding the heavens in Genesis chapter 1 verses 6 through 8, which describes it as an expanse with waters above and below. And it reads like this, Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth and the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. The sky was thought to be a solid firmament, which separated the waters above and the waters below, as is described by Lady Wisdom in Proverbs chapter 8, verses 27 and 28. I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizons on the ocean. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established the springs deep in the earth. They thought the firmament dome surrounded the earth, with its edges meeting at the horizon. As we continue to read in Job chapter 26, verse 10, He created the horizons when he separated the waters. He set the boundaries between day and night. They thought the sky or the firmament was supported by pillars or foundations, which they thought was the top of the mountains whose peaks appeared to touch the sky. They further thought the heavens had doors and windows in which the rain and waters could flow upon the earth from the storehouses of God. Psalms chapter 78 verse 23. 
but he commanded the skies to open, and he opened the doors of heaven. And also in Psalms chapter 33, verse 7, he assigned the seas its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. God was thought to dwell above this firmament, as described in Job chapter 22, verse 14. For thick clouds swirl around him, and he cannot see us. He is way up there, walking in the vault of heaven. Next, let's look at what they thought about the earth. It was believed that the earth sat upon a watery deep. The waters below speak not only of the waters that the people used, but also a deeper abyss. Thus, the earth was surrounded by the seas. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the water seas, and God saw that it was good. The ancients also thought that earth had risen out of the waters, as described in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 5, which tells us, They deliberately forgot that God had made the heavens long ago by the word of his command, and he brought the earth out of the waters and surrounded it with water. The earth was thought to be held fast by foundations, as described in Psalms chapter 104, verse 5. You place the world on its foundations, so it would never be moved. And the third part of their worldview was the underworld. They thought the realm of the dead was located under the earth or beneath the seas. The most frequent term for this place is Sheol. In Proverbs chapter 9, verse 18, it says, But little do they know that the dead are there. Their guests are in the depths of the grave, or Sheol. The word for earth is also used. The graves dug by the humans represented a gateway to the underworld. In Job, the realm of the dead is described in watery terms. Job chapter 26, verses 5 and 6. The dead tremble, those who live beneath the waters. The underworld is naked in God's presence. The place of destruction is uncovered. And it's further described by Jonah, and his description of Sheol is perhaps the most vivid. Though he was actually in the belly of a great fish, Jonah says he was in the underworld. In Jonah chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. I sank beneath the waves, and the waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my head, and I sank to the very roots of the mountain. I was imprisoned in the earth, whose gates locked shut forever. But you, O Lord my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. Becoming familiar with the ancient Near Eastern worldview can help us to interpret the Old Testament. By understanding the Israelites' concept of cosmology, we have a better idea of their perceptions of God. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will learn how to walk like an Israelite. Tomorrow, though, we will continue with our three-minute wisdom nugget that will provide you with a bit of wisdom that, if you follow it, will allow you to grow healthier, wealthier, and wiser each day. So encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. That will finish our trek for today. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 810 treks or read the Wisdom Journal, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. You can also subscribe to iTunes or Google Play so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, let to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. 
I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.